Merry and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to September 3rd. It's a Friday. Kicking off a long, hopefully for you, a long Labor Day weekend where you can relax and not have to worry about anything come Monday. Uh, we're going to kick off a Labor Day block party weekend here on The X coming up at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Block party! So get ready to hear at least four in a row from your favorite bands. That's going to be happening all Labor Day weekend long, which is very, very nice. Uh, we've got ourselves an opportunity for you to check out Trivium a couple times over today on the show. They're going to be in town on Monday at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center, so you may want to check that out. A real uh, way to celebrate your Labor Day. Be heading to Trivium. That's where you'll be on Monday. I know that yeah. Much. And hopefully it will be a good time for all. That's the idea. Have you uh, ironed out any Labor Day weekend plans? Uh, Outside of a live broadcast? Well, yeah, no, not really. That's nice, man. Yeah. Maybe you can just relax and enjoy the weekend, like uh, a lot of people hopefully are doing. Damn right, watching football, that's for sure. Uh, oh, yeah? What's on the agenda? Well, I don't know. Whatever's whatever's on. Oh, Saturday. I thought there was the game that you were looking for. Yeah, it's, it's nice waking up and there's boom, there's football. Did you stay up and watch the full Broncos game last night? Yeah, most of it. Uh, well, did you see the end? No, but I I, I know the results. Well, of course you woke know the up. results <laughs> because you woke up. Uh, yes, uh, I would imagine you checked the score being a Bronco fan, but how long did you make it in? Because, of course, the game was super delayed because of lightning and stuff. Yeah, I made it uh, third quarter. Okay, okay. So you didn't Just see the heartbreak. Just enough to be, no, I mean, it, the heartbreak was beginning, and I could I could smell it. The third so. quarter was ugly uh, for the Broncos. I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to go to bed. We'll talk more about that here in Life Lesson. All right, uh, that's coming up as well today. Plus, we play music. Let's get started with some Pearl Jam this morning. Daughter's going to kick off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, we're going to start to see some popular events uh, being canceled again, courtesy of the Delta variant of COVID-19. And yesterday, the Hyde Park Street Fair announced that it was canceled for the second straight year. According to the organizers, they don't feel that it's within the values of the organization to proceed with an event that could jeopardize the safety of the vendors, attendees, performers, or volunteers. And so they have decided to not contribute to the reduction of hospital beds, is how they put it. Uh, They've decided that it's not a good idea in order to get a bunch of people together in a small area of space. About 130 vendors were planning to be a part of this year's event. It was supposed to be September 17th to the 19th, but now for year number two, the Hyde Street Fair will officially be canceled, Big J. And I get a feeling this is probably not the last we're going to hear of this stuff as things start to get crazy again. You understand? Yeah. So if you're planning on going, sorry, it is not going to happen this particular year. Uh, Doesn't look like the Broncos are going to be very happy with their performance last night. Uh, After a dominant first half, they fell apart in the second. They did try to keep it interesting in the fourth quarter, but final score 36-31 in favor of Central Florida over Boise State in the season opener. Broncos were up 21-0 and led 24-14 heading into the second half, but then negative eight yards total in the third quarter. That's never good. And they had a chance to, and were driving down the field in order to take the lead with two minutes left. And Hank Bachmeyer threw a really bad interception to uh, give the uh, Knights the victory, pretty much. Uh, he did have a chance to run that to, that to a first down. It was going to be a tough play and a close play, but he would have had the first down. 
Uh, it just was a bad decision. But again, you know, listen, first game. Hopefully they learn from this and they're <clears throat> able to run the table coming on out. But we'll see. I mean, and, you know, first time that there's been a crowd, a, a hostile crowd. Sure. And and the delays suck, too. The delays I mean, suck. Big time, man. Three but, hours. I mean, it clearly didn't bother them at the beginning, you know? Well, that could be more uh, – it, it may have bothered more the, uh, UCF in their performance. Listen, who knows? Versus you, you, that. I that, mean, that's, that's all hypothetical stuff. Who really knows how much – what affected what? The truth is they came out great. The Knights made some uh, adjustments at halftime. The Broncos did not, and that cost them the game. Big 12 is considering expansion with Texas and Oklahoma planning to leave the conference in 2025. The Atlantic is reporting they have four leading candidates – BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. The Big 12 will only have eight members once uh, Texas and Oklahoma leave. So no Boise State in that particular conversation, which sucks. But uh, the team they played last night are in talks to make it happen. If you have been enjoying the new uh, Takiyawa TV show on Hulu called Reservation Dogs or on FX, just know it's coming back for a second season. The critically acclaimed and uh, pretty much everybody you've seen it says it's pretty good says uh, they will have a season number two in 2022. The first season currently touts a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So it is a popular show, and it's doing well with critics, so they're bringing it back. Anything he touches turns to gold, Big J. Watch out. He seems to have the Midas touch right now. And uh, and so why not ride with that the, wave? With the ladies as well. <laughs> That's for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Today's life lesson, Nick, is sometimes you can love something too much and it's not healthy for you. And uh, in that particular case, uh, that would be the love for uh, the Boise State Broncos. Uh, And uh, we uh, talked a little bit about the game here earlier, but, you know, they had the first game last night. Uh, It was a big deal. And uh, it used to be where, like, it was really important to me. Uh, I mean, just I would be a lot like Nick. Uh, you, when you would used to scream at the TV uh, about the Green Bay Packers, right? Yep. And so, like, I, I felt like the world lived and died and moved forward with how the Broncos did and if they won or not. And it was uh, an unhealthy, let's put it this way, an unhealthy relationship uh, to a certain degree where, uh, yeah, my blood pressure, I mean, my stress levels, everything would be off the charts because of it. Uh, and I felt like sometimes, especially there in the earlier days of uh, the, the Fiesta Bowl stuff, that uh, my job somehow had had a lot to do with the success of the Broncos and whether or not I was going to you know, have a successful uh, work relationship or, or, or keep my job, whatever. It really was kind of a silly thing to believe, but I tricked myself into it. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being a fan of, of something and, and, uh, and enjoying something and, you know, going to games. Uh, tailgating, all of those things, but you, you can take it to a level that isn't healthy uh, by uh, living and dying by what happens in that game, and that was exactly what was going on with me. A couple years ago, there's no way I could go uh, calmly to sleep with the game in doubt uh, in the third quarter, Nick. There's, just, there's no way that that would have been... There's no way that could have happened. I would have never gotten to sleep to begin with, so never would have tried it, as opposed to last night where I'm like, you know... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'm okay with whatever happens because it's not going to change my life for real. I'm not going to wake up the next day and see that they lost and realize, oh, life's over. I guess uh, guess I'm dead now. 
Do you consider yourself less of a fan because of this? No, absolutely not. Uh, I love the Boise State Broncos. I always will. The first, one of the first things that that happened to me when we moved here uh, from Montana to Idaho is that I got to go to a Boise State game and. You know, it was a much bigger stadium than what I was used to. I, I think I went to maybe one Montana State Bobcat game a long time ago when I was a kid. So it was a really big deal. It was etched in my DNA. I wanted to play football there. Um, I just, you know, I, I remember uh, Coach Skip Hall came to my school to give a speech. It was really exciting. I mean, I was even before the Fiesta Bowl bleeding blue. I mean, it was an important thing to me. Uh, we used to go to the games all the time, worked in the stadium. So, yeah, no, that there's never going to be a time when I'm like, I'm not going to love and care about what happens to the Boise State Broncos. But what happens to them doesn't isn't going to affect my personal life. And that's the difference right there is I believe that it did. I believed that them winning had something to do with my personal everyday life. And that's not true or accurate in any way. And so um, so you no longer believe that somebody can jinx a football team. By what they believe. Uh, yeah, well, of, of course they can. Of course <laughs> oh, okay. they can. I so, don't care that they jinx it. Gotcha. Um, so that to me isn't is relevant. Them winning every game is, uh, I want them to, but that's not realistic. And I'm going to go ahead and, and continue to get sleep and feel better about things when it doesn't happen. And that's the difference. And that's when sometimes you can love things too much. And you need to take a step back for your own well-being. Yeah, listen, uh, welcome to the club, man. I mean, this is a decision I made yeah. like 10 years ago. Was I mean, the, the Green Bay Packers were, were affecting my mood for the week, and like, that was not good. Seemed, seemed uh, like 10 years? Yeah, well, I mean, it happened when I, I – I it totally happened when I – uh, when I realized that that I was watching the game when Cash was a baby, and I was freaking out and I was scaring my kid, and I'm like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, like Cash was crying because I was yelling at the TV, and I was like, "Hang on a second, man, that's crazy." And so I just let it. Like, I mean, listen, I still had a passion for it. I mean, that was at the time when you know Mike McCarthy was still at the, the head. So I mean, I still had a hatred were, for it. You were calling I, for his head for many, but every I stopped. I stopped letting it yeah. affect my mood. Yeah, I stopped letting a Packers loss, you know, completely ruin my week. And I stopped letting things just be so important to me. And of course, I still root for them and I still watch the games. But it allows me now to like turn off a game when I don't want to watch what's going on and I realize how it's going to end, I can go, you know what? I can move on to something else and not completely, you know, be upset for two hours because it's wasted energy. It's silly. Yeah. It's um, a football team. It's a game. And it was a big part of my life. It still is, but I'm not going to let it affect how my, how I react to my surroundings. And I'm not going to let it freak out my kids anymore. It's too much. Yeah, it is. It it can be too much. And uh, every now and then, I mean, you just kind of have to realize those sort of things and, uh, take a step back, and uh, you know I feel much happier about it. Uh, as uh, you know, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I had to get up so early, I would have finished watching the game. I would have been bumped out by the what happened. But at the same time, I wouldn't been like uh, staying up thinking about what I need to yell at somebody about right. for. And, and there you go. That's what it's all about. So you know what? You can still love things, but don't love them to death. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your life lesson. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, oh, the advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, time to pick up your Twitter game, bro. Oh? As they announced officially yesterday, they have started the rollout of what they're calling Super Follows. 
The feature, which we first talked about back in February, will allow users to charge a monthly fee in exchange for access to exclusive Twitter-based content. Now, Twitter will, of course, take a cut of your earnings, so there's that. But with Super, super Volos, you can actually monetize bonuses. You know, uh, put together uh, strictly, uh, you know, exclusive behind-the-scenes content for some of their more engaged followers on Twitter. This new feature, as of now, limited to a select number of U.S. Twitter accounts. It looks like you're probably going to have to be verified in order to take advantage of yeah. this. Uh, but you can pay either $2.99, $4.99, or $9.99 for a monthly subscription. Uh, so far, not exactly sure if sexual content will be allowed in the context of Superfollow, so I'm sorry, Big J. I don't really answer for you there. Oh, um, okay. But I do know that if you want to start paying people for your tweets, their tweets, you can, I guess. Uh, I can't think of anybody it's, I'd super follow. Big J, you? No, uh, it's like a Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, yeah, kind, well, kind of. Kind of. I mean, but, you know, the I guess the other part of it is, you know, with Patreon, you don't access, you don't get access to anything unless you pay. But with Twitter, you already see, you see their free stuff, and then you can pay for, like, additional content kind of thing. And so there's that. Who's going to take advantage of this? How much you're willing to pay? I guess it's entirely up to you, but... There's going to be a way to make money on Twitter now, if you're verified. Broncos are 0-1 after jumping out to a 21-0 lead and leading 24-14 going into halftime. They lost 36-31 to Central Florida last night in Orlando. The game was delayed for a while because of weather. Lightning, most importantly, caused a pretty long delay in the game. And then when things finally fired up, so did the Broncos. But the offense went dormant in the second half, specifically the third quarter, where the Knights held the Broncos to negative eight total yards, which is crazy considering they could do pretty much whatever they want on offense in the first two quarters. So credit to the Knights players for being able to, you know, adapt and shut down the offense in the third quarter. Of course, a lot of people on uh, the aforementioned Twitter weren't very happy with the play calls uh, from the offensive coordinator last night, but that's a running theme for Broncos games. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping they would, you know, keep the gas, but they started handing off the ball. And the, again, the, the same problem last year, uh, not being able to get the rush going. Yeah, yeah. And then the other part of it is, you know, uh, as good as I, and some great plays that the Broncos defense did. I mean, the Knights put up a lot of yards oh, last yeah. night. I mean, it was the opposite. I mean, we couldn't get any rush yards, and all we could do is let them run down yeah, the throat. Yeah, nobody so. was scared of the Knights running game at all coming yeah. into this game, and they were averaging like seven yards a carry for a bulk of the game, which is Yeah, let's crazy. hope it's because they've improved greatly in their running game, and they're going to do that to everybody. And not the Broncos running defense is awful. Right. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I feel like the Broncos weren't scared of the Knights running game. And so they concentrated on the pass game and they pulled off some good interceptions. I think they did a, a decent job. I mean, there were some really good throws by the quarterback, man. He put it in some tight spots. Yeah, that touchdown at the, the last uh, before the half was an amazing great throw. throw. Great throw. And really had they, uh, you know, there was a dropped interception in the second half uh, near the end there as well. Had he, That might have really made a difference in the entire game had we got that one as well. Yeah, well, uh, the uh, an interception really did kill the Broncos. They were driving down the field, and Hank Bachmeyer threw a pretty bad pick uh, to end the game, essentially, for the Broncos. There was two minutes left, but that game was inherently over once he threw that interception. But uh, on to the next. Yes, Big J? Yeah. See if they can now run the table. That's the goal for the Broncos going out. 
Uh, well, bad news, everybody. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter seems to be a pretty big racist. <laughs> Claims. Uh, so his daughter came out uh, about two weeks ago and said that he uh, he didn't invite her to his wedding because uh, she did, they don't agree politically. And she has said before his dad, her dad is a racist. And now Dog the Bounty Hunter is answering those claims, and he's giving a bad answer, uh, Big J. He says that he has been given a pass to use the N-word by his black friends. What? This is his excuse. No, no, none of them would give that. No. Listen, listen to this quote that he told Entertainment Tonight. Quote, I have more black friends than Eminem, and the brothers have allowed me to use the N-word, which is systematically insane. It's crazy. Uh, and so uh, this is not the first time he's been caught using the N-word. Listen, here, at the end of the day, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter is just a flat-out racist, and uh, he feels like it's okay to use the word for some reason. Uh, but it's not, and it's not okay, and I guarantee you he doesn't have whatever pass he thinks is... Uh, has been given to him. Either way, uh, this don't forget that uh, that uh, Tim dropping the N bomb is the reason why his reality show got canceled by A and E a couple years back too. So this is not exactly breaking news, but the quote that he gave to Entertainment Tonight was just too much to not talk about. So uh, keep in mind that is not okay, and uh, you don't. Nobody has a pass. There's no such thing. Just in case you're curious. Here's traffic. Awful people everywhere, Big J. Yeah. Even bounty hunters aren't good people. Sometimes. What's in the fall, guy? Well, they ain't spend much time in school. To be fair, uh, we don't know what kind of... <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. Florida is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, but I start with a question, Big J. Florida. We're both in our mid-40s. Mm. Are farts funny to you? Sometimes, yeah. Like, when you fart, is it funny? Not always. Do you... Tr- well, <laughs> no, no. There are certainly situations where that would not be funny. It would be uh, fairly disastrous. But, I mean, let's say you're around the house and, you know, do you, do you like, uh, surround your farts with jokes? Like, hey, uh, hey, honey, I got something I want to tell you, and then you fart. Nah, not anymore. Nothing like that. But you used to? Oh, yeah. Did you grow out of it, you think? Sure. But yeah. I, it sounds like there are situations sometimes where farts still make you laugh. Is that true? Yeah, when the kids fart. Oh. <laughs> They're going to love this segment. Uh, but uh, it's probably good to know that even if all farts are funny to you, there are certainly some people out there that do not find them funny. Like, for instance, does your wife just get disgusted no matter what happens when that happens? Uh, no, not really. All right. She has become that way. accustomed she to your farts. Doesn't you? like it, but... Oh, she's not a fan? Well, I'm who's kidding. a fan of them? That's my point. Uh, and so uh, we have a Florida woman who got herself in trouble because somebody farted in front of her, Big J. Uh, it was at a convenience store. And uh, and the guy that apparently was in line in front of her at the convenience store was buying some things. And then, you know, the guy behind the counter said, can I get you anything else, sir? And the guy said, yeah, this. And then apparently farted really loudly. And then he started laughing hysterically. <laughs> well, uh. 50, 58-year-old uh, woman, uh, Shanina Wilson, was not happy about the situation. She called him a filthy animal. This guy turned around and said, what's your problem? She said, I didn't come in here to hear you 
pass gas. And then they started getting into a verbal complaint. You know, they started, you know, disputing with each other verbally in the middle of the store about farting loudly and how disgusting it is. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that's when during the argument, Wilson, uh, the young lady, apparently removed a small knife from her purse, opened the weapon and told the gentleman that she was, quote, going to gut him. Uh, And then she uh, kind of pulled her head back to at least look like she was going to stab the guy. And that's when she was restrained. Uh, Police were called. She was arrested on multiple charges. And so uh, that's not good for her. But, uh, you know, part of me is like, listen, you know, she's right not to pull the knife, of course, and attempt to gut somebody because of it. But there is a little bit of a social contract involved when you go out in public, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, save the gross-ass fart jokes for, like, your kids and stuff. You don't need to be busting that out at, like, a Jackson's. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, nobody's paying to see you do stand-up at uh, the uh, the food store as they're trying to get their free banana with their fountain drink. So, why don't you take it down a notch, dude? But this guy had to testify in court. All sorts of stuff had to happen just because he passed gas in the middle of a store and somebody took offense to it. Now, again, I don't think she's necessarily wrong. It's just the pulling of the knife and then telling somebody. I'm not sure if farting is a is a capital offense is what my, my point. No, no doubt about it. I understand why you would be disgusted, grossed out, and not want this person to be around you. Uh, however, pulling a knife on them and telling them that they're, <laughs> you're going to gut them may be a little bit of an overreaction to somebody farting in a convenience store. Uh, have you ever... Pass gas in a convenience store, Big J. Oh yeah. Anybody I'm, pull a knife I on pretty you? Pretty much pass gas everywhere. <laughs> known a man. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Uh, that is fair. Morning after with Nick right and now. Big J. It, nobody had a, a knife pulled on you. Though, no, right? I've never been, uh, you know, threatened with violence over it. But I'm also guessing if you've had to do it in a public place, there's been some discretion on your part. Yes. I'll try, yeah. Yeah. You can only control so much. You don't know that thing's coming out. No, no. It is a crapshoot. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> that is Green Day. That is American Idiot here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And there's no doubt about it. Listen, first dates can sometimes be awkward. And it's uh, it's imperative that you try to put your best foot forward. And sometimes that can mean showing off for company. And sometimes it doesn't always work out, which is a story that happened as a gentleman decided he was going to try to show off for his first date by taking her on a motorcycle ride, Big J, and then driving over 100 miles per hour. Oh, my God. Yeah, apparently uh, he was uh, driving his 2017 Suzuki. It was white, accompanied by a female passenger, and uh, ran a red light. And then he turned around and saw that there was a police officer that was kind of tailing him and then tried to you know pull him over and that's when he decided okay here we go and decided to lead the officers on a very high speed chase according to the arrest affidavit apparently he ran several more red lights began weaving in and out of traffic at a high speed officers clocked him at 103 miles per hour at some point damn uh and then after going on a several mile chase he decided you know what just was gonna stop at one particular red light, he stopped, and he was arrested without incident whatsoever. He did admit to the offense and said that he was trying to show off for his first date, according to the officer that arrested him. Oh. Uh, the person, by the way, who was on the, the passenger on the bicycle, the female, she was not loud. Apparently, she told officer she was screaming at him the entire time to stop, but he refused. So there's that. I'm guessing there won't be a second date, I guess is my point. Yeah, that's not... Uh... 
Nope, not happening. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, it, it is a difficult decision to make sometimes, but yeah, it's not always a good idea to get arrested on a first date. That definitely is probably a deal breaker. But uh, I've certainly had embarrassing things happen to me on dates, uh, not to this particular case. Uh, you? Uh, sure, sure. I want to hear about yours first. Well, I, en- first. Yeah, I ended up uh, almost falling down and spraining my ankle on a date once that I remember very vividly leaving the restaurant after a first date. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't remember what exactly happened, but I got like my foot like caught on like the carpet as I was exiting and just like, you know, stepped on the side of my foot and almost fell. I literally thought my foot was broken. I was like, because that's how bad it hurt. And then I had to like super gingerly limp to the car and uh, and just go, okay, I think I'm okay. And then I went home and I iced my ankle for uh, three hours because it was uh, fairly painful. But yeah, almost falling and breaking my foot on a first date was not great for me. Yeah, for me, it was, uh, especially in the early days, it was really being able to decipher if this was a date or not. Well, you'd ask somebody out, you weren't uh, sure? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it was like, uh, listen, I had to figure things out. I had to figure out the friend zone and how to navigate through that. And so, there, yeah, that wasn't always a good thing. No. Did that lead to, like, awkward goodbyes yes, at the end? Yes, yes. Okay, like yeah. you thought it was a date and she clearly did not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the go-to line? I must have misread some signals here or something? Uh, it, no, I would just, I wouldn't say anything and be like, all right, well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> And I would go home and cry. Try like a bitch. Your friend Pizza's always there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. Stuff. Morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. There is a new trend popping up among those that want to travel and vacation during another time of a COVID resurgence. And that is something called trip stacking, Big J. You have a wife in the travel industry. Are you familiar with the term? Uh, no. Basically, it's uh, it's one of those things where you change uh, a bunch of different things, like booking a more expensive and riskier trip, like a vacation abroad or a cruise, alongside a backup or a safety net trip to a different geographical area that's much less likely to be canceled. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, you're like, you're going, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to go to, let's say, Spain in April. And then you're like, well, listen, who knows what April's going to be like, so why don't I plan a weekend in, like, you know, I don't know, California as, like, a backup so that no matter what, I'm taking some time for me on this. And then you make these trips cancelable. So whichever one you can go to, you have your, like, trip A, your first-round draft pick, and then you have your backup in case things fall through and you can't fly abroad because what the hell's going on in the yeah. world. Does that make sense? sense? Yeah. Uh, it's expensive, of course, uh, because, you know, you have to get these things cancelable, which is a lot of money. But apparently it is a, a trend that is very, very popular. And so uh, it's always good to have a backup plan, and this one maybe is an opportunity for you to make sure you have a vacation because a lot of us, I'm sure, have had travel plans and vacation plans and all sorts of things altered in the last, God, almost two years because of COVID-19, and it doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. And so we could probably all use a getaway and making sure we're doing so in the safest and, I guess, most pre-planned way possible is a good thing. Of course, the practice can also work out well for travel agents, too. 
but it could cause problems for hotels and airlines if too many customers cancel their bookings because of travel concerns, right? Right. But you know what, Big J? I say do what makes you happy. And if guaranteed vacation is going to make you happy and something to look forward to in a couple months, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it's my guess that the airlines will be just fine and they'll be able to fill your seat okay if you come down to it. And it won't probably be a last-minute cancellation either. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. You'll, you'll have this figured out a couple weeks in advance. Broncos did not have the second half figured out of the game last night. They went into halftime with a 24-14 lead over Central Florida. They were blowing them out in the first quarter, and then the wheels just fell off the wagon. Negative eight yards in the third quarter. Tried to make a push towards the end, but a last-minute interception by Hank Bachmeyer sealed the fate for the Broncos as they lost 36-31 last night to UCF. The Knights improved to 1-0. The Broncos fall to 0-1. And And so now we see what ends up happening for the rest of the year. Obviously, it wasn't a great turnout for the Broncos. They're not happy with their performance, but I think they've got some tape and some opportunities to figure things out with new head coach and a new coaching staff, period. And so hopefully uh, you just get better from here and you see if you can't capture that first half magic for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's the idea. Big 12 is considering expansion according to The Athletic. They've got four teams they're eyeballing, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, to take over maybe when Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12 for the SEC. Obviously, noticeably absent is your Broncos. Would you want to be a part of the Big 12 if given the invite, Big J, or would you rather hold out for, like, a Pac-12 invite? Yeah, I don't think the Pac-12, I mean, the Pac-12 is, is you know, it's got its own struggles. I would think... I think the majority of people thought the Big 12 would have been a good place for the Broncos. See, I don't think the Big 12 is going to be relevant anymore without Oklahoma and Texas. I feel like the Big 12 is just going to be another Pac-12. And at least the Pac-12 has got some regional rivalries that make sense for the Broncos. I mean, there's not a team in the Big 12 that you can say we give a rat's ass about unless BYU makes the jump as well. And even then, that's a fairly relatively new rivalry. You know what I mean? So uh, I'd like, uh, you know, I enjoyed a matchup between, you know, Oregon and Oregon State and Washington and Washington State and, uh, you know, even to a lesser extent Utah for the Broncos from a regional standpoint or a regional rivalry standpoint than I would, you know, having them fly to UCF every other year or taking on Houston, which are good programs, but programs I don't give a rat's ass about when it comes to the Broncos. Yeah, know? regionally it doesn't make sense, it's but tough. financially it might make different sense. Oh, well, listen, it all depends on what contracts are being shelled out but i feel like the broncos are going to be the ones flapping in the wind when it comes to this stuff because we are so far out west you know what i mean all of these conferences are joining up in the midwest and in the in the eastern part of the united states and you know just like the pac-12 has been you know considered a power five conference but nobody cares that's because of where they are which is unfortunate if you're a Steven Soderbergh fan, then guess what? He's got a surprise film he's dropping on everybody. At the Toronto Film Festival, he apparently put together a drama called Kimmy that starred Zoe Kravitz and Erica Christensen, and nobody even knew it was being made, and now he is doing a surprise screening of it at the Toronto Film Festival. Steven's been busy, just dropped a movie on HBO Max not too long ago with a huge cast, and now he's got a surprise movie that apparently he was filming while that one was being edited. Uh, I don't know how a big-time Hollywood director does anything in secret, let alone with big stars, but Steven Soderbergh tends to pull it off on a fairly regular basis. Or maybe people just don't care that much about him. What do you think? It could be a bit of both. Maybe. I mean, he always makes good movies for the most part. I mean, I like most of his stuff. Are you a fan? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, weird. But either way, uh, a surprise movie coming from the man himself here in the next couple of months, at least for the general public. (laughs) Morning After with Nick and Big J.
Yep, and we have tickets here Monday, Labor Day. Uh, there is a concert happening at the Rev Center. Trivium coming to play a headlining gig, uh, Life Upon Liars, and Karen Comes Killing opening up. It's going to be a fantastic show. You just need to beat me and Pop Culture Smackdown here to get your tickets. And uh, the best part is you don't have to run around and come pick them up. Uh, you can tell all your friends that you're on Trivium's guest list. Yeah, I'm cool, man. That's how this works. So if you want in on the concert on Monday, now would be the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003, so that you can play some Pop Culture Smackdown and go check out Trivium on Monday night. Big J, you're going to have to know a little bit of sports, and then we're going to run into standard trivia questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. And to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, turn down your radio for me, my friend. What's your name? Gerard. All right, Gerard, you are up first. Gerard, uh, thrown into a time loop while fighting invading aliens, who plays the role of Major William Cage in the 2014 film The Edge of Tomorrow? Is it Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, or Matt Damon? Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Right. I'll take your second answer because you immediately corrected yourself. Uh, Big J, what (laughs) former NBA star announced that he was going to marry himself in the year 1996? Dennis Rodman. Right. Correct. Gerard, back to you. Created by George Lucas, what actor played the role of Han Solo in the original Star Wars movie? I can't pay for that. All right, man. Wrong. I was hoping you were going to say Tom Cruise. Hello, the X. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Hello, the X. What's going on? Hey, man. Created by George Lucas, what actor played the role of Han Solo in the original Star Wars movie? Harrison Ford. Right. Correct. Big J, in the game of Trivial Pursuit, how many wedges does a player need to collect in order to win the game? Uh, six. Right. Correct. Uh, what is your name, sir? Jeremy. Jeremy, you're taking on Big J. Jeremy, often just short of cameo, uh, often just short cameos. Which Marvel Universe creator appears in almost all of his superheroes' movies on the big screen? Stanley. Right. Correct. Big J. Ethan Reif and Cyrus Voris wrote a movie called Nottingham, which was a pro-sheriff screenplay that eventually became an anti-sheriff movie. Starring which particular actor as Robin Hood? Russell Crowe, Kevin Costner, or Sean Connery? Let's go with uh, Kevin Costner. Wrong. This is not the Prince of Thieves movie you were looking for, Big J. Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. Right. Was the one was supposed to be from the point of view of the sheriff being the good guy, but that is not how it worked out. Uh, Robin, yeah, Russell Crowe did not want to do that. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with some Trivium tickets, Jeremy. Hang on one second, dude. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set and good to go. And we will do some headlines. That's happening next on the X-Rock. Headlines brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light. They want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all case sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. Look for the X of participating retailers as we help protect our West by giving you a chance to win a party for up to 20 people. At Section 37 Axe Room, stocked up with Coors, and protect our West Wildland Firefighter Pulaski Axe. So check it out for yourself. We're going to be on about again here soon. Headlines are as follows. A bargain at twice the price, tough day at class, and LOL, love Satan. Uh, LOL, love Satan. Who knew that evil forces knew how to use technology, dude? A priest claims that demons have figured out how to send text messages. Stephen Rossetti is a licensed psychologist, counselor, and priest, and he says we had three cases in which demons have texted the team and or family of the possessed person. Two of these cases were the most difficult cases they've ever had so far. 
The issues of texting with demons are also covered in Rossetti's book, Diary of an American Exorcist. Big J, where do the demons get the texting technology? Do they have a plan, like a family plan? Well, I used to say that uh, they didn't help develop the technology to begin with. Oh, are you saying 5G is devil's work? Or 4G or 3G <laughs> or any of the Gs? These Gs? I'm not falling into your trap. I'm just trying to figure it all out, man. I want to know what kind of device. What is Satan an iPhone guy, you think? Probably, yeah. 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 Uh, so if you really want to make sure your phone is safe, just text demons out. Demons be gone. Demons. A bargain at twice price the price you. or tough day at class. Tough day at class. Learning to drive can be stressful, and now a person learning to drive in the UK has had their car confiscated because they got into an argument and made a rude hand gesture at an unmarked police car. The Kent police uh, team posted about it on Twitter with a photo of the confiscated car saying this person decided to flip off the, the police and what ended up being an unmarked police car. They were driving on a provisional license. The car was seized and it was a long walk home. So apparently you can't flip off police people in the UK. They'll, they'll steal your car. They'll seize your car. They're not messing around, Big J. No. You better keep that middle finger down. And you're a big fan of the middle finger. So watch out. As you travel they abroad. They shoot you. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. No. Oh. Uh, wrap it up with a bargain at twice the price. Can I interest you in a pair of Michael Jordan's used boxer shorts, Big J? No. Ugh. Too bad. They're up for grabs at Leland Auction. The gray and black underwear slash compression shorts show signs of, quote, definite use. I don't know what that means. Uh, they, apparently they have loose threads along the seams. My MJ skid marks. The auction house notes in the listing. An auction insider tells page six the shorts were regularly worn by the basketball great, whose name is on the tag. However, there's also a dry cleaning tag inside, suggesting that the shorts have been washed. So you're not going to get a Jordan's hanglow stake on there if you were looking for it. The shorts have been offered by Jordan's former security guard, along with other items personally worn by Jordan, including shirts, dress shirts, ties, belts, and jackets. So far, uh, the most sought-after item is the uh, G the uh, underwear. Right now, they have a price tag of $605 as of yesterday. So, who knows? Apparently, you can wear Michael Jordan's old boxer shorts for less than $1,000. Is that a collectible market? Seems pretty gross to yeah, me. Yeah, it does. Even though they are dry-cleaned. Still, like, they're underwear. So, weird. But, listen, it's a weird place. Lots of weird collectors out there. Hopefully, whoever gets these underwear enjoys it. That is Survivor. It's Pop Evil here on 100.3 The X Rocks. The morning after with Nick and Big J. Nick had to step out here for the rest of the morning, but that's okay. He deserves it. Uh, and so uh, I'll get your uh, fun and trivium tickets here, just a few with bad impressions. But first, uh, something we need to talk about. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, scientists in uh, Osaka University, they're in Japan, they used stem cells from Waigu cows and used them to create a hunk of steak, which sounds delicious, right? With a 3D printer. The printer was able to weave together muscle fat and blood vessels in a way that makes Waigu beef so special and delicious. I'm going to tell you what, there is a difference with Wagyu. And it just somebody who's smoked a couple of Wagyu briskets, damn, it's good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, that, that creation that they did wasn't edible, but that's what they're hopeful for eventually. It'll be possible to not only create Wagyu beef for people to eat, but also to allow people to adjust how much fat they want in their steak. So would you eat 3D printed meat is the real question. Like, where is it? 
it always boggles my mind. 3D printing boggles my mind because uh, I know that, yeah, you use plastics in some regard and they're, but where do they get the, the, you know, the tissue? How does it do that? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Heck, why not? Uh, I'll try it. You can print me up a 3D steak right now, but then you got to cook it. So there's that. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, I don't, I don't see Nick eating 3D printed steak. By the way, I just don't see him doing that. We've got some music on the way, System of Down, some GNR, and then we'll do Bad Impressions next here on the X. Bad Impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. That's right, and we have tickets to Trivium. That show happening Monday at the Rev Center. Life Upon Liars and Karen Comes Killing opening up. It's going to be awesome. So if you want to go to that show, now's the time to get on the horn. 208-287-1003. We will do bad impressions. Somebody famous doing something. Let's get us a contestant. Hey, what's your name? Ben. Ben? Dan. Ban. Or with Dan. a D. Des and Dan isn't dog. Correct. All right, there we go. We got it. That's the bad impression. It should be. All right, first clue here. Uh, Matt Damon is my best buddy. We won an Oscar together for Goodwill Hunting. Uh, next. I'm back with my ex, Jennifer Lopez. In case you don't keep up on your tabloid news. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is correct. You hang out, Dan. I'll get your information. And last clue there was I was Batman. Uh, I wish Nick was here. Because uh, I think he revel in this news that uh, ben, uh, ben Affleck and uh, a company come together to finally put together a sequel for The Accountant, which was a pretty damn good movie uh, starring Ben Affleck. You can pretty much see it on TV everywhere now, but uh, that is uh, going to be going forward. The Accountant sequel is happening. Uh, now director Gavin O'Connor reveals that he's close to the deal to make the next movie. Clearly, all the screenings on TNT have helped make quite an impact. Uh, either way, if you're not familiar with The Accountant, you should check it out. It also stars John Bernthal. Uh, Christian Wolf and of course uh, Ben Affleck and he's uh, he's an accountant with uh, a type of autism and also he launders money for huge cartels and uh, he's also a badass it's a very interesting movie check it out if you haven't seen it and uh, look forward to seeing that sequel they want to make it into a trilogy we'll see what happens it did great at the box office and of course it's done great in the aftermarket as well we will wrap things up next and get on with your Labor Day weekend next here on The X. Yeah, there you go. That is Wolfgang Van Halen. Don't back down. Here on The X Rocks, uh, Big J finishing out here this morning. So uh, appreciate everybody hanging out here and uh, enjoying a Friday as we get ready for the Rock Block weekend Labor Day style. I uh, don't want you to forget that uh, I'll be out broadcasting live tomorrow from 2 until 4 p.m. at the old Kmart parking lot in Nampa for the $5 car sale, super car sale from our friends at Team Mazda in the pre-owned Superstore. And uh, I will have Trivium tickets out there, so if you want to win some Trivium tickets, come spin my iPad wheel. It'll be fun, trust me. So we'll be giving those away uh, tomorrow, and that show is on Monday. Can't wait to see that, so... There you go. We got Jason Drew uh, on the way. By the way, check out his interview. Hit up the X's social medias to see his interview with Nico McBrain from the band Iron Maiden. Their new album comes out today. Uh, so check it out. The next block of music, though, is brought to you by uh, our friends 
at the Journeyman Electrician at IBEW 291. And they have immediate openings for Idaho and Oregon state licensed electricians. Check them out at IBEW291.org slash compare for wage and benefit information or call 208-343-4861 for more information. Mr. Jason Drew next here on the X.